1: good morning and welcome to the real estate investing morning show
0: today is friday november 4th 2022 the weather today will be a high of one degree in edmonton one degree in saskatoon and
1: 18 degrees in toronto
0: hey saskatoon we're same same If you want your city to be listed on the morning weather by our wonderful weather girl, send us an email at info at com. That's what our
1: Saskatoon listener did.
0: (laughs) We had a request for Saskatoon. I'm like, okay, done. There you go. Um, So we share our, our weather, which is the Edmonton area. Um, thought it'd be fun. I don't know. It's a morning show, right? <coughs> um, for our for our local listeners. But yeah, if you guys are listening in every morning, feel free to request um, you know your city for the weather if you want. Oh, it's cool. No big deal. Um, we're broadcasting live as we do every morning on the Podbean app, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. So come join us. There's a, there's a huge community of of other investors that come and join us live every morning. Um, so you can chat in the chat box there. You can ask questions. You can also click the call-in button and ask questions. Anything about real estate investing, you can ask for free. It's free coaching every morning. We do this for you guys. So if you got questions, post them in the chat there. Click that call-in button. Um, get them in right away, and and we'll, we'll start working on those questions uh, as soon as we're kind of done our little morning routine of just you know updates and and upcoming events et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, looking forward to your questions today gabby needs to stop licking door handles <laughs> you're ruining our podcast
1: i'm sick again
0: unbelievable
1: mm-hmm.
0: the two of you i i cannot believe how often that well norm- this
1: time i can't even say that like it's because i was taking care of our sick child of course i got sick She's not sick. Just me.
0: Yeah. either that, or she's gotten sick so many times that she's just immune to every sickness possible. Every germ <laughs> can't, can't
1: I don't think it her. works like that.
0: Isn't that how it works? No. Do you have any doctors listening? <laughs> any um, immunologists? I'm sure that's an, that's, that's an actual real thing.
1: Sorry, guys. I'll do my best and try not to cough into the mic.
0: Yeah. Do you want me to just unplug her mic? It'd be hilarious. Yeah, I'll go back hilarious. to <laughs> No, no, I just won't tell you. <laughs> uh, anything in the comments this morning? Who do we got joining us today?
1: I joined late, so I'm really not sure. All I see is Kathleen, Denis, Kenny R. Kenny R. Kenny R.
0: Kenny R.
1: Kenny R. Kenny R. Kenny Rogers? <laughs> Who are you, Kenny? Is this your first time joining us live? Or have you been quietly joining us live? And I see Don Kenny, Kenny R says new time listener. See, we notice. Can't just sneak in here.
0: No, there's no, <laughs> there's no hiding in the back of the room. We'll, we'll see. We'll notice you. <laughs>
1: Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us live.
0: We'll try and make this a decent show for you. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try our best. Good morning, Sheila. We see you there.
1: Yeah, Sheila just talked in.
0: Ah, no one's got any questions today, huh?
1: And not unless they came in and asked their questions right off the bat before I joined in. Mm. I forgot to join until after.
0: You really are sick, aren't you? Yeah. Is Mark here today? <coughs> oh, hi, Mark. Is he here? Mike sure. uh-huh. <clears throat> Where's Mark? <laughs> are you going to make it today? Yeah. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Okay, um, so upcoming events. uh, we got a a few upcoming events, uh, two this weekend actually, um, that we want to talk about. Tomorrow we have our introduction to multifamily investing mastermind. Um, That is exclusive to the master's mentees or the mentees that are part of the master's mentorship program. So if you want to be a part of great events like this and workshops and get in for free, um, you got to join the master's mentorship program. Um, Tons of people have been joining lately. Um, lots of people enjoying the program Um, and lots of you, I know are still on the fence. Hey, I'm going to join December. Hey, I'm going to join in the new year. Hey, I'm thinking about it, but you know, got some things going on and I want to wait for the perfect time. Hey, that's cool. (laughs) You do you boo? I just, no, I just wanted to acknowledge them. Okay. I get it. I get it. It's, it's a, it's a large investment. Um, I mean, if you're looking at it and comparing it to other programs, I would say it's it's not that large compared to their programs. Um, we, <coughs> we do our best to to make it as affordable and as valuable as possible. I can tell you one thing. that No one is as uh, affordable and no one has as much stuff in it as we do. We make sure of it. Um, talk about making irresistible offers. We make it very easy for you. And if if the timing isn't right for you, you got stuff going on, Or if the money's not there for you, then we totally understand. There's absolutely no pressure. Here's what I recommend. Join in live every morning at 6 a.m. and get your questions answered in the meantime. There is free coaching right here, okay? You're not going to get access to all the masterminds and workshops and all the courses and all of the videos and the training and the weekly coaching
1: and the
0: the documents, the agreements, the contracts and all that other stuff. You're not going to get access to that. See me dangle the carrot there. <laughs> However, in the meantime, I don't want you just to sit around with your finger up your butt. Just you know, you know, oh man, I just really, really want no. Like, get your questions answered at the very least. Start working on, you know, the basic education. your, your, you know, the basic fundamentals. Okay, we've also got a boot camp um, planned coming up very soon. When I can, when I can find a moment to to surface and breathe from our own business, because we're very busy. I'm going to launch that. So there's going to be a new boot camp coming up here very shortly. (coughs) It's going to be over, it's going to be discussing the basic fundamentals of of real estate investing. So if you know, if you're one of those people, and and you need some basics, or you're one of those people that have been investing for a while, but you need to get back to the basics, because you're overcomplicating it with all these stupid advanced strategies. um, This is going to be it for you. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so tomorrow, Introduction to mastermind or (sighs) introduction to multifamily investing mastermind. Um, Very excited for that. Chris Davies is going to be joining us. Um, Sunday, uh, one of our, speaking of masters and mentees, one of our mentees has a fix and flip meetup in Edmonton on Sunday um, at one of his flips. Uh, You can find information for that. Um, Just look him up on Facebook, Troy Deverell, uh, or Calvin Realty has uh, posted it as well. The details for that, um, there's there's no sign-ups, there's no tickets or anything, you just show up, it'll be a good networking event, you get to see a fix and flip, it would be fun, and I'll be there. <laughs> that is Sunday at 1 to 2.30pm, okay? Yes. In Edmonton. Lastly, speaking of fix and flips, because everybody wants to do it, um, Calvin Realty is holding a fix and flip bus tour on November 12th, which is not tomorrow, but next Saturday. And there are four stops on the bus tour and, uh, yours truly, Gabby and I are one of the stops. So our, one of our fix and flips in Millwoods, Edmonton is going to be on the tour. Um, we held a meet up there once, didn't we?
1: Yeah. I think maybe twice, maybe once.
0: Once. <clears throat> um, so come on out, uh, to the fix and flip bus tour in order to sign up for that. I think it's like $25 and a toy to sign up for that. Um, hop on a bus.
1: Our partners, Matt and Taylor, will be there as well, correct? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they'll be co-hosting with us. And um, yeah, hop on the bus. You know, do I have my, I don't have my Magic School Bus audio already. Dang it. <laughs> okay. Um, do you yeah, guys we'll...
1: remember when Wayne like pooped all over me because I mentioned the bus? But like,
0: it was it actually. Wasn't confirmed.
1: <laughs> yes, it was. I keep saying that it was. I didn't. They put a post out with a picture of a bus.
0: (laughs) None of their documentation said anything about a bus. (laughs) Just making sure that I'm not like setting them up for failure. (laughs) And I didn't poop all over you. Yes,
1: you did. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Continue.
0: Um, November 12th. (laughs) (laughs) Sheila says, Gabby, I hope you feel better soon. Me too, because it's I'm going to be having one hell of a time editing the audio after this podcast is done, the recording, to get rid of all those coughs, the very least, just like lowering the audio a little bit. Um, Ken is in the comments here. He says his email is almost done. I had some issues last night that sidetracked me. Well, hopefully everything's okay. Um, Ken is referring to his email because he won uh, top fan of the month for October, and he won two free coaching calls. Mm-hmm. So I told him. Hey, send me an email. Let me know what's up. Let me know what's going on with you. Let me know a little bit more about you and what your goals are so we can kind of work through them in the coaching calls. And he's been dragging his butt. (laughs) But he's almost there.
1: I just, never mind. Reel it in, Gabby. In the probes.
0: You pictured a dog, didn't you?
1: Well, I I pictured Ken. As a dog. As a dog, dragging his butt.
0: Yeah, you should have reeled it in. I should've let that go. You should have. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Carlos Santos. Good morning, D Y W D T F V M. <laughs> okay. Um, have a little quick little word from our, our sponsor. Um, and then I got something, and then we'll get into some questions. Sound good.
1: Yes. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from DCI. No sloppy seconds. (laughs) So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers.
0: Yeah, we're back. Yeah. Hey. Hey, hey. Sorry. Forgot to click the unmute. Um, on, on that topic, DCI properties, guess what we forgot to do yesterday?
1: Deal of the week
0: forgot to do it my bad
1: are we doing it right now no
0: oh uh, yeah actually <laughs> see uh, is that music do you too have low? it ready yeah oh yeah is that music too low i can uh,
1: it started the... off strong yeah it start... it Went weak.
0: well whenever i've done that in the past i've tried talking over it and i oh, can't really he- we can't hear ourselves so i uh, just forget about it anyways deal of the week uh brought to you by dci properties um we got a gutter. yeah Um, so this excellent quick flip, flip opportunity is coming to you from Grandin community in St. Albert. Nice. We have a property for sale in Grandin right now.
1: We do. So that's, uh, St. Albert, Alberta.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, that is just a, um, a small luxurious town, uh, just uh, northwest of Edmonton, um, it's, it's practically connected. It's
1: basically connected. It's to connected to Abington. Yeah.
0: It's not like, don't think it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's you know, it's like next to Fort McMurray. No, no, no. You
1: cross over the highway and there you are.
0: Yeah. It's just on the other side of the highway. Makes it sound really like on the other side of the tracks, but it's not. It's, no. St. Albert's like posh. Very posh. <laughs> so it's in Grandin Village in St. Albert. Purchase price is $150,000 or best offer. Closing date December 15th. Got some pictures here. I'll get to the pictures here in a sec. Comparable properties. Um, We got $180,000 in May. Uh, We've got $186,000 in July. And we've got $280,000 in May. So I actually looked into this property a little (laughs) bit. And I'm not going to say anything. But uh, from what I understand is that... The ARV is in the 200,000s. Please do not take my word for that because I'm just looking at the comps and I see 180, 186, and then I see a 280. eighty. Uh, it's a big jump. big jump. In order to do this properly, have your realtor run your own comps. Okay. Run your own comps. Make sure you do that. Okay. These are just some comps that they provided in this. I <clears throat> got me coughing. It's almost contagious. Almost huh.
1: There. Funny how that works.
0: <laughs> um they've provided some comps within this deal package but make sure you do your own research. Uh I have looked into it a little bit and I do know that it's in the 200s. That's all I'm going to say. This is, do not quote me. Yeah. Um but this this ta-
1: go uh, ahead. Um I took a quick peek at it when it um first hit our email and um I also noticed that like the 280 is also a corner lot. I think it had some more square footage and stuff. So Okay. Yeah, so just check all those details and talk to a realtor for sure.
0: I gotta say though, this um this property looks really nice. It's just oh. It's just a little old woman's been living here. She's got her <laughs> chair in the middle of the room with the walker. It's yeah, it's just it's just cluttered. But like they got brand new fences. Siding's really nice. I can't it's got really a single
1: attached garage, right?
0: Single attached garage, yeah.
1: That's um, really great for townhouses when they have that.
0: This is a three-bedroom townhouse, one full bath, and two half-baths. Two
1: half-baths?
0: Yeah, I'm a little...
1: Damn.
0: One full bath, two times half-bathroom. So there must be one in the basement.
1: Wow, that's unheard of.
0: Or an ensuite?
1: Yeah, maybe an ensuite.
0: Let me read it let me see this property will be a great investment for any investors to do some minor renovations and hold as a rental or a quick flip and get it back on the market to make an easy profit um so a burr could definitely work here only minor renovations are needed to get the house close to its arv um, new flooring fresh paint and update the kitchen and bathrooms. Property is within proximity to elementary schools, parks, Gateway Village, and St. Albert Center for all grocery and shopping needs. Condo fees are $402 a month. Include exterior maintenance. I'll tell you one thing about Grandin Village. It's a hop and a skip from my favorite burger place in St. Albert. Yeah. Jack's Burger. If any of you guys came out to our uh, fix and flip uh, bus tour in the summer, and you uh, had some of those tasty burgers that we provided at, at, at dinner time. That's where they came from.
1: those tasty fries with the aioli. So good. Yeah, we love it.
0: I tell you, I'd I'd buy this property (laughs) just so I could go check up on it as a (laughs) rental and go get a burger. Because as soon as our other flipping grandin's done, like, I don't see (coughs) any reason for us. No no offense to St. Albert. I don't see any reason for us to go there. (laughs) But we live in Leduc, which is like 45 minutes away, Mm -hmm. almost an hour. So, yeah, I'm not driving an hour for a burger. I'm not that pathetic.
1: They're in Edmonton now too. Say what? Downtown.
0: Okay. But enough of Jack's burger.
1: Just a little selling park.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh this is an end unit. It is? Yeah. Look. Beauty. Okay, so that is probably why it's worth more. Um, it's an end unit. Uh it's got a single attached garage. Windows are all in good shape from what I can see. Um Roof is in good condition. Brick exterior. What? Okay. Uh, concrete foundation, paved driveway, uh, suggested renos, junk removal, some new flooring, renovate bathrooms, new light fixtures. They said kitchen, but to be completely honest with you, check out that kitchen.
1: Can you turn your computer a little bit?
0: Yeah, sure. That's good. Yeah, as as long as kitchen. it looks nice on the underneath, all of that pots and pans and toasters and, and, Looks like Sriracha. Um, <laughs> as long as it's, a it's good. it got un- pot lights. Yeah, it's got pot lights in there. Flat ceiling. Um, as long as it's not like chipped away for like a, a burr. Oh, yeah. That would be great for a rental. Stainless steel appliances. Um, You wouldn't need to do anything. I just can't tell if that's a quartz countertop or a laminate countertop. You can see it's an undermount sink. Mm-hmm. That might be quartz. <laughs> Anywho, um, looks like linoleum on the floor. So I just throw vinyl plank right over top. Voila. Fresh paint. Oh yeah, that'll work. Totally. That this, this would be a great bur-. Anyways, if you guys are interested in that, uh, reach out to DCI properties. Um, in order to get in touch with them, go to deals at dciproperties.ca. Uh, Or call them at 519-858-6870 to join their buyers list for Alberta. We already talked about it. I can't remember. You got it?
1: Yeah. www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers.
0: Right on, right on. Okay, cool. Um, As well, uh, we were supposed to have a guest on the show on... Wednesday, but that was the day that we had to take the dog to the vet. Um, however, the chief operating the chief operating officer, <laughs> not the chief. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, Who, who's who's on the show for the first time today? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> the chief operating officer of DCI Randall Weiss is going to be coming on the show. Um, we had to reschedule it, so once I get a confirmed date on that, uh, he'll be coming back and. Um, I think we're going to be talking about uh, how to go about um, finding your realtor and what kind of questions to ask your realtor um, as an investor. So uh, look forward to that. Stay tuned for that. And uh, and once I got it confirmed, uh, it'll probably be sometime next week. We'll have him on. Okay.
1: Good morning, Varsh.
0: Varsh is in the house? Varsh is in the house. Oh, my God. It's about time, Varsh. <laughs> I swear. I've been waiting every day.
1: Is this his first time live with us?
0: He he might have snuck in a couple times, <laughs> um, but he's uh, he's been busy, you know, doing that burr, getting that rental ready,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, getting it all rented. <clears throat> we're um, all busy though. We are all busy. <laughs> well, we're glad to see you back. Um, Patrick's here as well. Patrick is late.
1: Good morning, Patrick.
0: What else we got going on in the comments?
1: Not a lot. Of... Steve's Garrett, here. Garrett's... Steve's
0: here as well. Say hi to Steve. Hi,
1: Steve. <laughs> Garrett says, back in my day, St. Albert was a 30-minute drive through fields. for little granny emoji. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so is there seriously no questions today?
1: No questions Oh, today. my
0: God. All right. I'm going to have to put something together here. All right. Uh I was hoping that I can just avoid this one because this one's a complicated one that is better explained visually with a whiteboard. Okay, this Amber. Amber, I'm referring to your question that you asked like a week and a half ago. I did not forget it. Just it'd be better. What's for, the
1: question, damn it?
0: <laughs> it'd be better for like a Friday or Thursday live training. Um, The question is, if you got some money and you're thinking about buying a rental property, let's say you've got $500,000, should you buy your rental property all cash or should you buy multiple rental properties and get mortgages?
1: Mortgage baby.
0: Well, you can't just say that. That's your opinion. (laughs) you have to explain why. Now go ahead and explain.
1: (laughs) Don't leave it to the sick person.
0: What do you guys think in the comments? Is it better to buy all cash and not have any mortgage payments or is it better to get mortgages on say five properties? Do you want to buy one all cash and not have a mortgage payment? So you're probably saving $2,100 in mortgage payments there. Today's interest rates about twenty one hundred bucks. So that would mean that your cash flow would be probably, well, if your if your rent is like three thousand thirty one hundred on that property and you only have two hundred and fifty dollars worth of property taxes and a hundred and fifty dollars for your insurance, that means you have four hundred dollars worth of expenses, which is, you know, and three thousand dollars worth of rent. So that means you have Twenty six hundred dollars a month in cash flow. If you buy all cash. I'm keeping it simple, Gabby.
1: I'm I'm zoned out.
0: Okay. As soon as you, I start talking math yeah. as soon as I start talking <laughs> math. Twenty six hundred bucks a month in cash flow. Um or is it better to take that money and put five down twenty percent down payments down and buy five five hundred thousand dollar properties? What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments.
1: Everybody has said, get mortgages, leverage, build equity, better ROI, getting mortgages.
0: Get mortgages, you'll have a better return on investment. Leverage and build equity in multiple with renters paying it down. Get mortgages, mortgage pay down and cash flow over a number of years is much better than one paid off property. Huh. Look (laughs) Look at all you guys. Just obsessed with getting debt.
1: What's wrong all, with you?
0: Look at all you guys <laughs> with your debt. If you're locking up 500K, I would definitely go for more than one property. Now tell me, guys, why? <laughs> Sheila's in the background. OPM, OPM. O-P-M. <laughs> no, we're not. In this example, I mean, technically, OPM is is a mortgage. Mortgage is OPM. A lot of people think that OPM is just uh, when they say other people's money. They think that we're referring to like joint venture partnerships, promissory notes, unsecured funds, that kind of stuff. Um, RSP funds. A mortgage is OPM, is other people's money. Is leveraging other people's money. I tend to agree with Sheila and her chant. But I'm curious as to why. Why does everyone think... Why does everyone think that a mortgage is better? Why would you Why would you pay mortgage payments? Why would you pay interest on money when you've got the money anyways? I'm not disagreeing. I'm just asking. I'm curious what people think. Because you're going to end up paying $2,100 a month in mortgage payment, which is going to drop your cash flow from $2,600 a month down to $500 a month. <laughs> And I have lots of people who argue with me on this.
1: So that's what? uh, 500 times five properties? Yes. So 2,500 bucks?
0: 2,500. So that's the argument right there. Wait a second. Five properties at 500 bucks a month, the cash flow is only 2,500 bucks. Why would I do that when I can put all of my money into one property and I have cash flow for $2,600 a month? if we want to make the argument fair, let's say the argument is that they would be $2,500 a month. So is it better to have one property and dealing with one tenant or two tenants if there's two in the property? Why why wouldn't I just have one property with two tenants instead of buying five properties with 10 tenants? That's 10 headaches. That's an extra eight headaches that I got to deal with. That's an extra four properties that I got to maintain.
1: I think this also highlights why... Or how the answer to this question can be different for different people, depending on lifestyle, what they want, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Wayne's going to go Wayne's about to. He's getting there really slowly, but he's about to tell you why he would use he I'm would get to kill five an hour, properties. Gabby. I'm
0: trying to kill an hour. I know
1: <clears throat> He's about to tell you why he would choose five properties, but at the same time, buying one isn't wrong for a certain person,
0: true. Absolutely.
1: For all the things you're saying. But why would I have 10 tenants when I can have two? Why would I have five headaches properties to deal with when I could just have one?
0: I'm going to give you guys a very general explanation today. And then if you, when you guys are ready to have a real discussion about your goals and how to get to them and what is the best approach, what is the best way to use your money, <coughs> what is the best way to use other people's money in the most effective and productive manner to get to your goals as quickly as possible. When you're ready to have that discussion, join Masters and I'll help you get to that. In the meantime, generally speaking, I want to help you guys get the best return on investment as possible. If you are in your later years and closer to retirement and you just want cash flow and you're not concerned about ROI, you're not concerned about getting the best bank, like returning your money. You just want the cash flow with the least amount of stress. Then go buy all cash. Okay? Just know that you only own one property. Okay? You only own one asset. And there is no mortgage pay down. Right? What are the three different areas where you make money in real estate in a rental property? Cash flow. Appreciation. So the, the value of the property increasing and mortgage paydown, okay? So if you eliminate the mortgage and there's no mortgage pay down, then there's only cash flow. But it's six and a half dozen if you think about it, Gabby. If you think about it for a second. If your mortgage payment would have been $2,100, right? And... Then you had $500 a month in cash flow. On top of that, it's $2,600, which is the same as the other one. The difference is, like, so let me let me rewind this. This is where visualization would be a lot easier. If you mortgaged it, you would have a $2,100 payment, mortgage payment, and you would have $500 a month in cash flow. If you didn't mortgage it, you would have $2,600 a month in cash flow. But someone's going to argue with me right now and say, wait a second, but that $2,100, it's not, it's not the same, same. It's not six and a half dozen. Because that $2,100 mortgage payment doesn't go directly towards the principal. A large portion of that goes towards the interest component. And these days with interest rates, a smaller com- uh, portion of that goes towards the actual principal of paying down the mortgage. So your actual mortgage pay down on that $2,100 is probably... Actually, I'll give you that number right <coughs> now. I'll get you that actual number so that way we have... Let's use 5%. Okay. way. Um... Okay. Wow, with five percent interest, sixteen hundred dollars goes towards interest, and four five hundred bucks goes towards principal. So it's the higher the interest rates goes, the um, uh, the lower goes towards the uh, more goes towards the interest in your payment, and 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 less goes towards the principal of it. So for every mortgage payment, twenty one hundred dollar mortgage payment you make only $500 is going towards the principal. So it's an easy it's an easy um, debate for someone to have with us and saying, wait a second, why would you pay $2,100 payment and only $500 is going towards the principal? That's a very good argument. Why wouldn't I just pay for all cash on this property and have two tenants, all of my payment, you know, all like I wouldn't have any mortgage payments, so I get the full $2,100 plus the $500 with cash flows, $2,600 every month. Because if I go the other way, and I have a mortgage on it, I'm getting 500 plus 500. So my only profit from mortgage pay down and cash flow is 1000 That's a $1,500 difference. There's 1600 bucks every month going towards interest. Why would I do that? It's a great argument, right? What are they missing? What's the big key thing that they're missing? The power of compounding. And it's very easy to look at this on a surface level and and think to yourself, yeah, I mean, why would I do that? It's much better for me to put all my cash into one. What you fail to recognize is that you have five properties and not one. Okay? For each of those properties, I I like to look at a 10-year scale um, or a 10-year example when I'm doing this because... Um, if you look at it on a small, <coughs> uh, uh, when you look at this, um, uh, on a small scale, like, you know, for two to three years, it doesn't really make all that much sense when you're looking at mortgage pay down. I like to look at it on a 10 year scale. And when you look at it at, at 10 years, uh, as an example, you can also see the, um, you can also factor in appreciation. It makes a lot more sense. Um, that's not making any sense at all. So when you look at a 10-year example, your mortgage pay down for each of those properties that you mortgaged is $75,000, okay? So what I want to do is I want to look at, I'm going to look at a, a property that's mortgaged at 80% loan to value, the at, 4, at 5% interest rate. Your mortgage pay down for 10 years is $75,000. Every month, you are getting $500 a month in cash flow. If you multiply that by 120 months, which is 10 years, that's another $60,000 in cash flow over 10 years. So you have a profit of $135,000 on that property over 10 years, not including appreciation. Okay? So your, your ROI is over 100%. I'd have to do the math on that one. Um, it'd be, I think it's 135% if my math is correct. Somebody correct me on that one. That's what your ROI would be for 10 years. Average that out. It works out to be about, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I might have calculated it wrong. Uh, 13.5% returning your, on your on your investment because you put $100,000 investment on that $500,000 property. Everyone's going to look at that like, eh, it's okay. But keep in mind, you have five properties. Five properties. So if you multiply that by five, 135,000 by five, that means instead of making $2,600 a month, I'll do that math real fast here. $2,600 a month is 120 months. You would have made $312,000 if you bought it all cash. But if you have five properties, you're going to make $675,000 over twice as much. I'll repeat that again. If you bought one property all cash at $500,000, you would make $2,600 a month in cash flow, all cash. And that would work out to be $312,000 after 10 years. If you bought five properties and mortgaged them all at 80% with that same $500,000, you would make $675,000 in mortgage pay down and cash flow. Twice as much. More than twice. I've had this this discussion a million times, so I know exactly what the next argument is. <clears throat> the next argument is, well, why would I buy five properties and only make twice as much? It doesn't seem like it's really worth it. Right? Is it seem worth it to only to buy four more properties and have mortgages and all that debt and all those headaches for twice the money? That doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't I just take $250,000 and put 50% down on each of the properties? And you can run that math as well. Go and run the math on your own in your own time. But for today, we're not. But that's the arguments that I hear. But again, It's an easy argument, but you're forgetting one simple thing appreciation. You're forgetting the fact that when you buy an asset, a stock, a business, and it goes, let's use stocks as an example. When you buy a stock for a dollar and it goes up to $1.50, you make a 50% return. But that is the only way to make money on a stock. It's just the value increase. <clears throat> when you buy real estate, obviously you get the benefits of cash flow, mortgage pay down as well, right? You can't buy, you can't get a mortgage on stocks. So buying rental properties and and leveraging them with other people's money, like Sheila said, what you can do is you can buy an asset for 20% of its value, mortgage the other 80%, but when the value of the asset goes up, you get all the benefits of the appreciation, the full value. You're buying it for 20% of its value, but you get the benefits of 100% of its value when it increases. You follow me? If it goes up $100,000 in value, so it goes up 20% in value, you are not getting a 20% increase on your $100,000 investment. You are getting a 100% increase on your $100,000 investment. You're getting five times the increase because you leveraged it at 80% loan to value. Does that make sense? If the value of the property goes from $500,000 to $600,000, that is a 20% increase in value. But you only put $100,000 down. So your rate of return on investment, your ROI on the appreciation is 100%. Because you only put $100,000 down and it went up $100,000 in value. That's pretty freaking cool. But you don't just have one property. You have five properties. So, if each of those properties go up in value by 20%, they go up in value by $100,000 each, you just made $500,000. If you bought the house all cash and you only had one property, you would only make $100,000. See, you're missing out on $400,000 there. Add that $400,000 onto that earlier calculation or $500,000, sorry. If the property went up 20% over the next 10 years, sorry, let me grab my calculator. Your return would be $1,175,000 on your $500,000 investment. If the property went up in value by $100,000 and you bought all cash on one property, your return would be $400,000, $418,000, sorry. See what you're missing out on? It's a big difference, big difference. So leverage is very, very, very important. If you can leverage other people's money, you can make more money. Courtney mentioned a very, very important thing here in the comments. The mortgage pay down is paid by the tenant. Remember, you're not paying those mortgage payments. Your tenant is. Your tenant, because you're running a rental business, you're not paying those mortgage payments every month. Your tenant is paying down that mortgage for you. All you need to do is just manage that business very well, right? I'm just reading the comments now. Gabby had to had to step out, otherwise she would have kept coffee in your ears. Tynan says, annualized ROI after five years is roughly 5.58%, assuming no vacancy and no appreciation. Makes sense for someone looking for a safer investment than stocks that is closer to retirement age, in my opinion. Yeah. So just one property, if you're just looking for like a safe investment with good cash flow, and you're closer to inve- uh, retirement age, just go for it. You know what I mean? It, it, like you don't need the mortgage pay down. You don't need to like build all of that extra um um net worth at that point unless of course you're trying to, you know, build up a nice little um inheritance for your, you know, your family. Ultimately, you know, when you're at that stage, go with a safer investment, go with less headaches and, and more cash flow instead of, you know, mortgage pay down and you know what I mean? It's it's. I think it's great. I think it works awesome. Buy something that's turnkey, doesn't need a whole lot of work. That's low maintenance and low low stress. But if you're like us, you know, younger, trying to build something for ourselves, trying to build a better life, trying to build uh, more, um, you know, net worth and 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 equity that we can access to reinvest and, and leverage and reinvest. Um, you want to make sure you get the best ROI possible with the safest approach. And the best way to do that is to leverage other people's money. Right? Carlos says, Don't forget you're getting five times the mortgage buy down. Yes. One hundred percent. So I mean, that's that's the answer. That's the answer to the question. Um hopefully i I did okay doing math and explaining all of that uh with without having a whiteboard <laughs> or a slideshow presentation it's it all comes down to the math guys and and if you guys are struggling with the math um I mean oh God, I mean I don't know I don't know what to say I mean go, <laughs> i I mean i you're probably gonna regret not paying attention back in high school, but it can be learned. Uh, just keep coming here every morning and asking questions. I can help you figure out the math. I have a mortgage calculator, an amortization schedule with an amortization schedule schedule attached to it. Um, it's a tab opened up on my computer and I have it there all the time. And if I'm ever thinking about, you know, what my mortgage pay down would be, I just quickly plug the numbers into it okay, what's my mortgage pay down gonna be if it's at five percent? what's my mortgage gonna pay down gonna be if I get to seven percent? Does it still make sense um, what's it gonna be at two two point five percent and just just keep running those numbers and see okay what would my paydown be in ten years? What would my pay down be in fifteen years at what point would I have enough equity in my property that I could refinance this property pull some equity out and buy another property right I just it just play with the, I've been playing with those numbers for over 10 years. And that's what you need to do as well and get comfortable with it. And then if you have that thought in your head or you you know your uncle or your cousin says, "Well, why would you do that? Why would you get more debt? You know, what happens if this happens? What happens if this happens?" Go pull up your mortgage calculator and run both examples. Pretend you're in grade 9 and run both examples. Run run, you know, solve the solve the uh, the, the the math problem. Is it better for me to pay all cash? or is it better for me to to leverage mortgages and how much mortgage should i put 20% down should i put 50% down what if i put 40% down what if i only had a 25% uh, what if i had a 75 what if i had a 25% loan to value mortgage and i put 75% down just run all the numbers and just see and then look at the findings look at the the answers and figure out the best solution for you now, I've already done that a million times, so I already know the answers, but it's hard for me to just to sit here and tell you, go leverage a mortgage without explaining that to you. And even though I, I went through the example today for you, what I'd like you guys to do is do the math yourself. If you're having trouble doing that calculation, just go into our free Facebook group and ask and ask someone to check your numbers so, or say, hey, I was listening to this thing on the podcast this morning. I want to figure out what's the best approach for me financially. Um, should I get a mortgage should I not get a mortgage if i do how much should I put down um, my joint venture partners they want at least this much cash flow so how much money should i put down in order to ensure that they get that much cash flow just ask those questions in the free group and people will help you figure it out if you if you can't do the math if you can't figure and don't don't feel fucking ashamed there's a lot more people than you think that that cannot do the math I'm not saying there's more but <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of, of you or everyone. I'm just saying that like a lot of people have s- struggle with it because they've never done it before. And I don't want that limiting belief or that insecurity to hold you back from getting the answer. Fuck what other people think. Ask for help. Who gives a shit? Okay. Fuck what other people think. You have an answer that you need so that you can move forward. So do not be afraid to ask. Do not be afraid to be vulnerable. Okay, I don't give a shit. So that's 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 the solution that you need to work on. That's what you need to work on. Um, if, if you're having if you're having trouble with this, that's what you need to do. Do you have any comments here? Ah. Uh. Nathan is asking, what's the name of that mortgage pay down amortization schedule that you use? Um it's a crappy old website that I that just got bought out by some mortgage company. Um I'll tell you what it is, Nathan, but then you're probably gonna have a hard time finding it. Um go to mortgage dash, mortgage-x.com. And it's called the Extra Payment Mortgage Calculator. Uh, and what it'll do is it will break down. Um, I, I wish I could show it to you guys, but it gives you a full amortization schedule of the full mortgage or the full 30 years. It'll t- tell you the month. It will tell you the payment number. It will tell you the payment amount, so twenty one fifty. It shows me that sixteen sixty six goes towards interest, and four hundred eighty sixty two goes towards principal. It tells me the total interest that I've paid to date, and tells me what the loan balance will be. So I can scroll down to, you know, June of twenty thirty seven, and it tells me that my loan balance will be two hundred seventy seven thousand five hundred forty three. Tells me how much I've paid. Tells me I paid two hundred fifty one thousand dollars worth of interest. It also tells me at that particular point in the schedule how much is going towards interest and how much is going towards principal. So in June of 2037, interest is down to 1160, and principal is up to 986, and that's because over the duration, um, over the over the term of the 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 mortgage, less goes towards interest and more goes towards principal because you're still making the same payments with less of a balance owing. So in the beginning, yes, in the beginning stages of your mortgage, yeah, a lot more goes towards the interest because you have a higher balance at that time. You have a balance of $400,000, but as that balance gets down towards um, you know, $277,000, you're still making the same mortgage payment. That means more is going towards principal and less going towards interest. If we go all the way down to the last year of the mortgage term in the 30th year of the mortgage, we've got $104 going towards interest and $2,042 going towards principal. But anyways, play around with that and, and get a good understanding of how mortgages work, um, how down payments will affect your 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 ROI. John, I feel you, man. It's it's it, it struggling with the math side of this thing. Um, when I was getting started, I could not figure out the math for the life of me. I had so much trouble. When people were talking about refinances, I remember this, and I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. When people tried to explain refinances to me, I could not wrap my head around the math. I couldn't. I struggle with it. I remember specifically a particular moment, and I talked to Gabby about this a lot, because it's a reminder, it's it's perspective. It's a reminder of where I was um, when I started and I use this to to connect and to understand my coaching clients and my mentees better. When I first went to Barry McGuire's agreement for sale course, and this is in 2016. So I've been in the game for a few years. I still, I, I remember sitting at a table and someone, they were all talking about agreement for sales and it was completely going over my head. I couldn't grasp it. And I could just, it, it, Gabby was having trouble with it too. They're talking about all these advanced, you know, this and that. And they're talking about pay down and they're talking about like, you know, caveats and they're talking about like, uh, it, it was just too much. Find this in schedules. And I only knew the basics of rental properties. Buy a rental property, rent it out to someone, you know, fix the toilet. Cash flow. That's all I knew, and that was three years in. And I remember someone saying, "Well, what you can do at the end of your agreement for sale thing um, term is you can just refinance it, and then you know get your money back out and this and this." And I, I stopped. I remember stopping this woman. I don't. I don't remember who this woman is. She's not in the game anymore. Um, she's. I. I had to ask her, I'm like, "Can you explain to me how refinances work?" And I remember the whole fucking table. Sorry for swearing. The whole table turned and looked to me like I was an idiot. And it was so goddamn embarrassing. The whole table stopped talking, looked to me. And I remember one guy at the table was like, what do you mean you don't understand what a refinance is? No understanding whatsoever. He just looked at me like I was an idiot. And I for a little while longer, probably another year or so. I just still didn't understand it. They tried to explain it to me, but they were, they were doing it in a, a, they were kind of talking down to me and they were kind of like, they were, I don't know, they were just treating me very poorly and I still couldn't understand it. And I, and I just nodded my head and said, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. And then after the next break, I changed tables because I was so embarrassed. So I did not understand how refinances work. I could, I couldn't wrap my head around how how much money I would get back out if I were to refinance it and pull my money out. I couldn't wrap my head around the whole 80% thing and every, like I I look back on it now and it seems silly. But remembering that helps me remember that like not everybody understands it and I and I'm I'm pr- pretty decent at math. But until I actually figured it out, I I, I, I couldn't understand it. So it's totally okay if you don't get it. It's totally okay if you don't understand how mortgages work. Sometimes it just, you know, you got to ask. And I, I think, I believe that we've created a really good, solid, supportive community that will not treat you like a piece of shit, like an idiot. And that will actually take a second to hop on a Zoom call with you and explain it to you. And I know for a fact that I can name at least ten of my mentees in the Masters program that if you put a post out in the free Facebook group, at least, at least I could I can name ten people that would be open to having a conversation with you on Zoom that day. Okay, I'm going to check in the comments, and if, if a few of you guys are here, put your hand up and say if anyone needs help, please, because it's it's just a, it's such a supportive community. So don't be afraid to ask questions, okay? This is not the same as when I was sitting at that table six years ago, seven years ago. The community is 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 amazing. And um, and and again, I'm just gonna repeat it. Do not be ashamed if you don't know the math. Because I didn't know it either. I didn't. Um, Amanda's here. She says, um, Uh, Nathan, if you're looking for the mortgage calculator, it's in the master's group, uh, in the master's vault. Um, So you can find it there. Carlos also put the link. Um, If you guys are on that page, on that mortgage calculator page here, I'm going to check your link and see what comes up. Like I said, a company bought it out and it doesn't look the same anymore. Okay, You are there. Okay. So if you go to that link, um, click calculator on the left. um, It's going to take you to another website. And then what I want you to do is at the top, it says looking for the classic version. Click here. Click on that, and it will take you to the classic version. It's very old school. Um, Oh, copyright 1998 to 2014. (laughs) That's how old this website is. It says copyright 1998 to 2014. Okay. That's how old this website is. But I mean... I've tried lots of different mortgage calculators that and none of them have an amortization schedule like this. So I will use this website so long as it's on the Internet. And if I got to call these people and, and, and buy it from them, I will. But this is the best one by far. Um, this mortgage calculator, what you can also do is you can enable annual um, uh, prepayments. You can enable monthly prepayments. You can make up to five one time prepayments. So what that means is that if you're wondering because your uncle or your cousin, so, well, why don't you pay off your mortgage faster? Then you get, you know, charge less interest. If that's something that you're thinking about and you want to compare investing the money that you have into paying off your mortgage or buying more properties, this is, that's how you would use this. So what you can do is you can click on enable monthly prepayments and you can have a prepayment amount of say, what if I put an extra $500 on my mortgage every month? How would that change my mortgage term? So would it be paid off sooner? And how much how much less interest would I pay? So here's an example. I'm going to put an extra $500. I'm going to use the same example. 5% interest, $400,000 mortgage, amortized over 30 years, but I'm selecting that... I'm going to make an extra $500 payment on top of that just to see how that changes how quickly I can pay this mortgage off. So instead of ending in 2063, sorry, 2053, it's going to end in 2042. So if you make an extra $500 a month on your mortgage, you will pay it off 13 years sooner. That's right. No, that's wrong. 11 years sooner. Total interest you're going to pay is 232200 If you didn't make that $500 pa- in payment, you would pay $373,000 in interest. 373000 Two thirty-two. That is a one hundred and forty thousand dollars in savings in interest if you make an extra five hundred dollar payment every month. See, um, now if you're asking my opinion on whether you should do this on your rental properties, um, go run the math like I told you to. Go spend days with this mortgage calculator an actual calculator and notepads of paper and run the numbers, what makes the best sense to get you the best ROI so that you can get to your goals as fast as possible. But I've already done the math and I spent years working on it. Um, You can get a better rate of return on your $500 a month in buying real estate than you can paying off your mortgage. And here's the simple answer why. If you take your $500 or your $6,000 a year and you put it towards your mortgage, how much money are you making? What's your rate of return on that money by paying off the mortgage? Well, if your interest rate is 5%, that means you're saving 5%. Like you're saving not paying. By putting that money on your mortgage, that means you're not paying 5% interest on that amount that was supposed to be on your mortgage. So your rate of return, roughly, it's a little more complicated than this, but basically is 5%. By paying more money onto your mortgage, you are getting a 5% rate of return. But if you took that money and you bought a piece of real estate and you made a 15% return, that would be, well, 15%. It'd be three times as much for your rate of return. So it's better to keep that money on your mortgage on that property and pay 5% because what you can do is take the money that you have in your hand and instead go and reinvest it into something else and make 15 so you're paying five, you're making 15. That means that you're making 10% more by buying another property than you would if you were to pay off the mortgage. And again, that does not factor in appreciation. So by owning more properties, you have more access to, you know, making more money with the value increases of two properties than one property. What we were talking about earlier in the hour. If this is going over your head, just re-listen to this five times. and It'll make more sense. Go play with the mortgage calculator. Go play with the calculator. Get a pen and a piece of paper and just go to go to town on the math. But in regards to back to, you know, should I pay an extra payment or should I double up my payments or should I make an extra $500 a month onto my mortgage? Here's when it makes sense. Do it on your primary residence. Because that debt is bad debt. If you have extra money sitting around and you don't want to be buying a rental property, then I think everyone who is not investing in real estate or everyone who is done buying rental properties, take your extra cash, put it on your mortgage. It's an easy return. It's an easy 5% return. And you don't have to do a goddamn thing. You don't. You don't got to manage tenants. You don't got to think about it there's no risk it's not like you're you know um, the it's not like you're investing it into a company and and you you're unsure of that rate of return no the rate of return is whatever your interest rate is so pay it off pay off that mortgage and then if things change in the future you can always get a HELOC on your property and then pull that equity back out but i would rather see that money on paying off your mortgage and sitting there in equity as opposed to sitting in your bank account losing money, and then at the same time paying 5% interest on money that you could have paid off on your mortgage. that makes sense? Consider your mortgage to be your new savings account. Take your money, put it on your mortgage. When you need that money back out, do a HELOC or a re mortgage, pull that equity out, and then invest it. It's six and a half dozen, but at least while the money is sitting there and you're not doing anything with it, at least you're not paying interest on that portion of the mortgage. And you, you can still use that same logic on rental properties as well. If you have any money sitting around, you can throw it on, you know, throw it on your HELOC um, or your advanceable mortgage on your rental properties, and just have it sit there rather than sitting in a bank account. And then when you're ready to use it, pull it out. Right. But I think when we're talking about good debt, bad debt. Um, good debt is is you know your rental property mortgages. Bad debt is your home mortgage. Is bad debt like your home mortgage is considered bad debt because you don't have someone making the payments on it. You are making the payments on it. You are responsible for the the furnace filters, you are responsible for the maintenance, you are responsible if the if the dishwasher doesn't work anymore, you need to replace it, right? You're responsible for it. So therefore it's no longer an asset. It is bad debt. Um, Daryl says for rental properties, I've found using rental property calculator helpful from calculator.net. That's awesome. Okay. I'm just getting through the rest of the comments here. I'm going to be wrapping the show up. Ken says, great show today, Wayne. I hope the ladies are feeling better. Thank you. Um, and the dog, (laughs) yeah, the dog's doing good too. Um, Garrett says multiple properties also mitigates risks. Yes, that's true. That is true. There's lots of you know there's lots of different points to make about having more properties than just you know putting all your eggs into one basket. Um, again, the one last thing I'm going to say before we wrap it up is that this is generally speaking, this is not financial advice. Your goals are going to be different than everyone else's goals here on the show and everyone else's goals in the world. Okay, so I cannot give you advice about whether you should buy more properties or less properties um, without knowing the whole story. And if you guys want more information about, you know, building a roadmap and figuring that out and getting towards your goals, then join the master's mentorship program. If you guys want just general knowledge and understanding, you know, definitely keep coming to the morning show, get those questions answered. Let's work through the math. Let's get you, let's get you up to speed on on, on how to make decisions. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't want people to think that they need more properties um, when realistically you might be able to get to your goals with significantly less properties. That is actually one of the first things that I teach when you join the program, is that I actually want you to own less properties. Because more more properties, more problems. Okay? More properties, more problems. The more properties that you have, the more stress that you're going to have. Even if they're managed by a property management company. Okay? And you may find out you need 50 properties in order to get the cash flow that you need in order to live the life that you want. But by getting those 50 properties, you now have 100 tenants and 100 doors. The stress of that will actually seep back into your lifestyle. And then you've built this life where you have the money to live the life that you want, but now you're responsible and obligated for more. You won't even be able to enjoy it because you're too occupied with the 100 tenants. So first thing that we teach is, is obviously, you know, what fulfills you the next, we're going to try and figure out what your goal is. The next, so it's the third thing I teach, I guess, is how do we do this with the least amount of properties and the least amount of stress? I want to get you guys with the least amount of properties living the life that you want to live, because I don't want your business, your rental property business, your investment business to seep into your lifestyle. I don't want it to affect your lifestyle. So I am actually pro less properties. I think that everyone should have less properties, more properties, more problems. Okay. So I don't want everyone to think that they need to go buy as many, they need to leverage themselves out to the max and get as much OPM as possible, get as many properties as possible. So I can be involved. I can have my fingers in as many properties as possible. So that if the values of the property go up, if the the real estate market goes up, I'm going to get, I'm going to take the most advantage of it. I'm going to get the most value out of it. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm trying to show you the possibility of leveraging OPM and the power of compounding. Because I want you to see the opportunity of what can be created. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you do need to create it. Okay? There's a fine, there's a fine, there's a balance in there. You got to find that harmony. All right. Eight minutes over. Today's uh, Friday. Um, Hopefully... I will see a bunch of you guys this weekend at uh, Troy's Fix and Flip Meetup. I'll see all the masters tomorrow at the Introduction to Multifamily Investing Mastermind. And for everyone else, I'll see you guys on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.